1: This is the daily tip presented by BetMGM. Now here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Get into our daily baseball bets and see which teams may be getting a little disrespected in the market. See if we can find some good underdogs or if the favorites are the play. Let's go to New York Mets Blue Jays squaring off here. We've got New York minus one forty total of eight and a half runs. Toronto plus one fifteen. A pretty solid pitching matchup here. Chris Bassett going against Justin Verlander. So, Jenks, what's your initial take here?
0: Well, I don't know how I'm going to bet this. There's one of two games I'm going to bet. I'm betting one game today because I'm going into the weekend as a winner and I want a no-stress weekend. I don't want to stress out about my bets. This is one I'm looking at. I, I think I'm going to give the edge to Justin Verlander, but neither of these guys has been in peak form recently. Bassett has given up nine runs in his last 10 and a third innings verlander has given up 13 in his last 18 based on the history of these two guys you would think kind of like max scherzer this is the time of year when verlander tends to figure things out the sabotage factor is look he's 40 years old he can't pitch forever at some point he's going to have some sort of regression but i'm gonna bet on the old man tonight i think he has a good performance in him i'm gonna go met's first five money line minus 135, maybe I get a push worst-case scenario, but I do think at home he can outpitch Chris Bassett.
1: I think both these pitchers are, you, like you said, they're kind of on a downswing, but still mm-hmm. I think there is absolutely potential for both these pitchers mm-hmm. to have a good game. And plus, looking at Toronto, they've been hitting the under way more than I think people have expected. They've hit the under in four of their last six games. I don't know if I trust their bullpen that much, I think I'd still look squarely at a first five under. I think both these pitchers can get going early on and uh, also miss some bats here. Some good strikeout potential for both of these guys. So I'll go first five under and a half. Let's go on to the Rays and the Red Sox. Uh, Speaking of good pitching matchups, the Rays finally have back their ace, Tyler Glass now back in the fold. I believe this is his second game back and Tampa Bay minus 135 behind him. We've got Boston plus 115, total of nine and a half and Garrett Whitlock the opposing pitcher going for the Red Sox. So Jenks it is very tempting for me not to take the Rays at minus 135. Are you going to talk me off of it?
0: I will not. I am going to play the over here. And I know how good Tyler Glass now can be. We just haven't seen it yet. Like you said, this is his second start all season. Garrett Whitlock has an ERA over five. And when he met the Rays earlier this season, he got rocked for five runs in five innings. Both of these lineups crush right-handed pitching. And also, these are two of the top teams. In fact, these are the two top teams when it comes to the over. I think we're going to see a lot of runs. It's juice to the under. I'm going to go over nine runs at bed Gym.
1: I think I'm going to go with a strikeout prop here. We saw last night that the Red Sox kind of strike out a lot. Hunter Green hit his strikeout prop. And what a tough matchup going against Hunter Green one night. And then you get Tyler Glasnow the next. Because Tyler Glasnow was not dominating in his last performance, but he also had a lot of strikeouts. So the strike, the swing and miss stuff is still certainly there. Had eight strikeouts against the Dodgers. We're getting a six and a half today for plus money, plus 110. I think I'm going to go that route. And especially for somebody who's coming off a game where he only pitched 80 pitches, maybe the leash is a bit longer this time. So I'm going to go that route. Tyler Glasnow over six and a half strikeouts for plus 110. Let's go to Lone Star State. Astros-Angels, another good pitching matchup. Seems to be the theme of the day between Otani and Christian Javier for Houston. We've got a total of eight. Astros minus 135. Angels plus 110. Jenks, we're getting Otani at plus money. Are you taking a swing?
0: I'm not. I think it's a trap. It's a trap. I think the Astros are the way to go here. First of all, every time I bet on Shohei, I've lost this season. So I don't want to say he's on my no-bet list because it's still Shohei. He's still great. But he has not come home for me. Christian Javier has been on a different level this season. He's given up five earned over 23 innings. He faced the Angels three weeks ago, gave up two runs in six innings, struck out 11, and got the win. Certainly when it comes to the roster for each team, the Astros lineup has the advantage. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the Astros here, and now I'm seeing that Framber Valdez is going to go instead of Christian Javier, so that's going to change my handicap.
1: But that's even better, because I believe Framber Valdez is their ace. So I think if you like the Astros, and if you liked them with Javier, you should definitely like them with Valdez. So I think I'd agree with you there on the Astros, and plus it's a team that's starting to get hot. They're at home here. It's tough going against the Angels, though, because they do have some excellent power hitters. This is a short porch out in left field, so maybe we see a lot of home runs here. Uh, It's a low total, but both these pitchers definitely have shutdown potential. So it's a stay away for me. But maybe a slight lean towards the Astros. Uh, let's go to L.A. Dodgers, Yankees. We've got the Dodgers minus 145, New York plus 120. Luis Severino for the Pinstripes on the mound with a 159 ERA, zero and zero facing the veteran Clayton Kershaw, who's having a nice little season, six and four with a 3.32 ERA. Jenks, I like the Dodgers here. Seems like a fair price. Kershaw's been good. Are you talking me off of it?
0: I'm not going to talk you off of it. I don't want to bet this game. I'm going to take the Yankees a plus money here. And First of all, I need some plus money on the card. And here's the thing. Severino's been great. Kershaw's been good all season. But Kershaw hasn't been the pitcher in better form recently. He's given up at least four runs in each of his last two appearances. And it should be pointed out, this is your big sabotage factor. Even though Severino's been good, he's only faced the Padres and the Reds. So those lineups, not quite what the Dodgers have. I I can't talk you off of the Dodgers. I think it's a a very good price on LA, but I will actually lean Yankees here plus money. Why not? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
1: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. I think I'd either do the Dodgers, I think it's fair price, and it's for the better hitting club, because we've talked about Aaron Judge being inserted back into the lineup, and the Yankees have been a lot Mm -hmm. better, but still, I think the Dodgers are the more dependable lineup, the number one OPS in all of baseball over the last month, and maybe a slight lean towards the over. I think if you can get it knocked down to eight at a fair price, that is worth a play as well because, like we said, the Yankees have hit a little bit better with Aaron Judge back, and also the Dodgers, like I said, one of the best hitting lineups in all of baseball. So the over, and I do like the Dodgers as well. Let's talk about the Diamondbacks and the Braves. A sneaky good matchup here between two of the best teams in the National League. That's right. The Diamondbacks have uh, one of the best records in all of baseball. And they're plus money dogs at home. Plus 105 against Atlanta. Uh, the Braves minus 125. We've got Charlie Morton going for Atlanta. Five and five. 5 ERA against Merrill Kelly, who's 6-3 and three with a two eight three ERA. Jenks, is there an angle you like here?
0: Mm, not really. I looked at this game yesterday. I was trying to handicap it. I, I can't get a read on I think maybe the best way to play this game, and you're much better at this than I am, is maybe look at a strikeout prop because both of these guys will – Certainly rack up plenty of punch outs at the end of the day. I don't like fading to solid pitchers, but I can just see one of those games where the bats come alive for both teams. The D backs are sixth overall in the majors while the Braves are 11th in batting average. And when you look at the way both of these teams can explode, remember the diamondbacks are tied with the Dodgers right now with the best record in the national league. These are two of the best teams in baseball. I'm going to go over.
1: I like that as well, because we've had this conversation before. Even when it's two good pitchers squaring off, sometimes really good lineups negate that factor. And I think you could make a case for both of these lineups being excellent hitting squads, especially Mm -hmm. starting with the Braves. They have the highest hard hit percentage in all of baseball. So even when the hits aren't falling... Like the exit velos off the charts, it seems like, when they're hitting the ball. So eventually those are going to fall into place. And also, they have a good OPS as well. So it's not like the stats are not there for the Atlanta Braves. However, the sabotage factor is, don't you feel like both of these pitchers sneaky have it in them to have like six shutout frames? Because Charlie Morton, I feel like he's one of those kind of like Rich Hill where he's a crafty veteran, has Mm -hmm. a great curveball. Sometimes the curveball isn't working. He gets hit really hard. Same goes for Merrill Kelly. Like, he has a two eight three ERA this year. I know a lot of people don't really talk about him, but I think that's why I'm not actually playing it. But if I were to play it, it would be to play an over. Uh, Let's go to the Mariners, Rangers, Texas, Uh, even money at home. Seattle minus 120 behind Luis Casillo. John Gray from going for Texas. Total of eight runs. This is another one where I feel like the same kind of logic applies. It looks like an under game to me but also we know Texas can really hit. So do you have a play on a total here or are you leaning towards the side?
0: I like the Rangers here. I'll happily take the Rangers on the money line. I keep waiting to fade John Gray because he was pretty fadable last season, but that has not happened this year. These are, these are two very equal pitchers, at least in my view. Mm -hmm. So With If you sort of push that out of the way, a simple handicap is which lineup do you trust more? And it's absolutely the Rangers who rake against right-handed pitching, third-best average in the majors. The Mariners struggle hitting the baseball. So Rangers at home with that lineup, give me Texas even money.
1: I like that as well, even though I think I would lean towards Texas in the first five because that's where the stats really like the Rangers. They are the number one scoring offense in the first five innings. However, I don't think it makes the car for me because Luis Castillo is really good. If anybody can silence the bats, it's probably him. But I think the value's also there. Like you said, you're getting Mm -hmm. plus money. I'll go first five because I'm not sure if I want to trust the Rangers' bullpen. And then let's get to the Cubs and the Padres. We've got the Padres minus 165, Chicago plus 140, total of eight and a half runs. Jenks, I feel like this is one of your best bets. I think I saw it, a little tease On the rundown. Oh,
0: yes, you did. Well, I was going to go Padres on the full game money line and lay the juice because I think it's worth it. But that's gone from minus 165 to minus 175. Now that's kind of getting out of control. But you have to go with the Padres here. You have to fade Jameson tie on. Seriously, he's given up 21 earned in his last 19 and a third innings, which is a span of five starts. The Cubs have lost every single game he has started this season. They are 0-8 overall. This year, the Cubs are when he's on the mound. His ERA on the road is 7.80. I'm going to change my bet. I don't want to lay a buck 75. I'm tempted to. I'm going to go first five run line minus 125. I got to see more from Tyon. He's been a disaster. Even he says, I pitched crappy this season. His confidence is low. I like the Padres here.
1: And the Padres' bats have woken up a little bit as of late. They've scored seven runs or more in three of their last four games. And meanwhile, it seems like the Cubs... Are allergic to scoring runs in the clutch. Dating back to that game the other day, I was watching between the Cubs and the Rays. They had the bases loaded in the ninth inning and a 3 0 count, and they did not score a single run. They have at least three guys in that lineup that are hitting under 200. It's not a good hitting lineup, and if you have a pitcher on the mound that's not named Marcus Stroman or Justin Steele, it's not a team that I especially want to put my faith in. So I'm with you, Jinx. I might be on the full game run line, though. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your
0: podcasts.